Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Champions are made on Sundays. World champs, baby! Congratulations to the Super Bowl champion. Legends are made on Sundays. Toward the end zone. Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Really good breakfast is made on Sundays. Get me a vodka rocks. Mom, it's breakfast. And a piece of toast. It's Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher, featuring the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, and college football's biggest games. And a look ahead at today's NFL action. Herbert stops, launches deep. Jalen Guyton, he's got it! Touchdown, Chargers! Rough roll! Football Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Hour number two, Sports Sunday here. Um, boy, I, I just read a, a tweet about NBA load management, and it's just, it totally threw me off, Rashad. I'm, I'm flummoxed. Because um, it has a tie-in to WWF. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm interested. So, I'm pretty sure this is coming straight from uh, Lillard's agent on Twitter. Um, I'm pretty sure that that this is who this is, Nate Jones. Okay. He says, uh, this was back in January, he said, NBA load management transparency. The WWF in the 80s and 90s used to have A-towns, B-towns, and sometimes C-towns. You knew you weren't seeing Hulk Hogan in certain cities. Straight up. And they were transparent about the card. The NBA needs to do the same things. Teams clearly have a load management blueprint set by their medical staffs before the season starts. There should be transparency when the schedule comes out and throughout the year about players sitting. Anything else erodes trust with the fans. Dear God, (laughs) if that is an idea that gets floated in CBA or at all, if I'm anybody, I'm walking out of the room at that point. Oh, the only thing the CBA needs to put and number one, that's a very true statement. The WWF, which I point, understand that for the WWF, yeah. a scripted yeah. sports like, but to make sure show. they, but to make sure they maximized, you know, the the you know their product, they put instead of putting Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan on the same show, they would send Ultimate Warrior to one show to main event, and Hulk Hogan to another one, so this way they could make sure they could get the most, you know, the most money. Unfortunately, you can't split the Blazers up and make them play, you know, two different teams or anything like that. So now he is defending 
like the fans in this uh, series oh, of, of tweets because he does say that like if they were to like not having this transparency and the fans not knowing this is where you run into those situations of you know someone where uh, has a sign at a game I traveled eight hours to watch Steph Curry play and right. he's sitting out you know and then hopefully you see the makeup story of them sending them tickets to come to a game that he is playing or come hang out with the team or whatever but. Again, you see those stories too much in the NBA. Like, you don't ever hear that in the NFL. Now, granted, football is, you know, a completely different animal when it comes to playing through injuries. Um, but, again, it's like there do- there does need to be the transparency. Yes, 100%. Like, if he's saying that teams and players have a plan, and when that schedule comes out for the NBA season and they're already looking at it like, okay, so we got this road trip, three-day road trip on the East Coast. We're going to Washington, Charlotte, and we're going to Orlando. Okay, I'm going to miss those. Is that good? All right, yeah, cool. Like, if they're doing that, like, in again, there's a fan over in Washington or Charlotte that loves Damian Lillard or something like that, and they don't know that. Like, I could see that. Like, yeah, there's got to be some sort of transparency for the fans because let's. I'll be real too, man. I don't watch as much NBA because I don't know who is playing. Whenever I hype myself up for a game, you find out that the best players they're are not you know, playing. Not even are they not playing? They don't even come to the game. Yeah, they don't just... even travel with their team. I'm like, what part of the game is that? Like, you know, there's a reason a lot of people, especially like hardcore football fan, feels like the NBA and basketball in general is just kind of soft, right? You know, you got these guys that will sit out of a game, not even come to the game based on like a sprained ankle. Then guys in football season have been playing hurt all year for the most part in a contact sport, uh, practice, you know, uh, all in pads, you know, for a couple most of the days during practice and still end up playing through those injuries uh, for the season. But then you got guys in the NBA that are not playing because of a sprained toe or and I mind you a lot more running and everything you have to do in the NBA. But I think that's why a lot of people, especially like hardcore football fan, hardcore hockey fan, look at the NBA and like, Psh, Soft. I need these to... guys are soft for for all the money they make. Like, come on, man, these are soft. Guarantee contracts and everything, and they still don't play a full season. Like, that's soft. We we hear the people bang on LeBron all the time because he doesn't play a full eighty two. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm. Uh, the thought just came into my head because you know, two K is that they have sometimes the uh, <laughs> an NBA two K like Twitter updates during your my career mode of players sitting out. And it's always for like obscure reasons that nobody should ever be sitting out for. <laughs> I found a couple uh Twitter accounts, real uh, NBA Twitter accounts that do the same thing. RJ Barrett cut off own finger. So boring ass friend would stop talking to him remains out Saturday. <laughs> Patrick Beverly favorite side is green bean casserole has been suspended three games by the NBA. <laughs> See, you know, if, if, if things were, this seems like some of the the reasons guys miss are kind of as, as dumb as what we get in two K, right? And that's what and that's where it's kind of funny, and that's where again that softness thing comes in for a lot of people. It's like, man, what what are we doing? You're an overpaid p word. That's where a lot of people kind <laughs> of kind of think. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not mind you. I understand how much running is involved in basketball. There's, I'm not sure how many miles are ran, you know, per game, but I I know it's a lot you know, up and down and back and forth. So well, these guys are premier athletes in great shape. Uh, it's It seems <laughs> weird that we're, you know, taking nights off for 
you know, knee soreness. You know what I'm saying? Or or I understand if you have a migraine, you have, you know, something that won't okay. I understand. But this is becoming more and more common practice and it's starting to really water down the league. Report Kevin Durant, dork, has requested a trade out of Brooklyn poverty franchise. <laughs> hey, he's not wrong. All right. No, man, Brooklyn is God, what how did that fall apart so fast, man? Like we haven't talked about that. We haven't had a chance to really talk much basketball, but that that thing <laughs> fell apart real quick. Yeah, does James uh I mean, we don't want to get into it, but boy, James Harden doesn't look nearly as bad as last year as he does now, right? No, he doesn't. And James Harden didn't he's make the All-Star team. He's chilling in Philly like, boy. <laughs> didn't make the All-Star team coming. and averages 20 and, you know, 21 and and 10. Yeah, he, know, miss, so. he missed like 20 something games or 30 something games. Anyways, we're not going to dive into it. I mean, we're up against it. Shocker. Um, but gosh, uh, Rashad, you mentioned something in there that I was like, Ooh, that is a good segue to, uh, our next point. Oh, I know what it was. It was the, the injuries and the money because it uh, ties back to a player in the NFL who had an interesting series of, uh, tweets about his, um, about his body and what it's like currently after eight years in the NFL. And it was very strange, um, not, I mean, not the tweet, but the reaction to it, it was very mixed. So I want to kind of get into that because, again, it ties back into our money-ruining sports theme here on Sports Sunday. This is going to be our pretty uh, negative Nelly show of the year. And then next year, March, or next year, next month, next week, for God's sakes, is March. Um, what is it, March 3rd, 4th? Yeah, man, already. March 5th next week. Hope springs eternal. We'll get into some more positive things. Hopefully the Blazers uh, have won three, four games in a row and give us uh, some f- sort of false hope so that way we can be positive next week. But I want to uh, get to a certain NFL player and his feelings on the NFL and what they've done to him over the last eight, nine years in his career. We'll get to that next Football Sunday. You can text in 503-864-6326 right here on 1080 The Fan. You're listening to Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. All right. Uh, Yesterday, former Dolphins... Well, I guess former Dolphins and Cowboys cornerback Byron Jones. He was a first-round pick for the Cowboys. Set the world record, and I repeat, the world record for the broad jump at the 2015 Combine, 12 feet 3 inches. Um, I'm finding the tweets now, but uh, this came from, like, he just sort of, I, I guess he just found the tweet. Because it was from 2015, it was talking about his broad jump. It was from the NFL's Twitter account. And it was like this graphic and a video talking about how big his broad jump and how it set a world record. And then, so again, this is a almost eight-year-old tweet, Rashad. Okay. And then Byron Jones tweets out, uh, much has changed in eight years. Today, I can't run or jump because of my injury sustained playing this game. Do not take the pills they give you do not Mm. take the injections they give you if you absolutely must consult an outside doctor to learn the long-term implications it was an honor and privilege to play in the nfl 
but came at a regrettable cost I did not foresee. In my opinion, no amount of professional success or financial gain is worth avoidable chronic pain and disabilities. Godspeed to the giraffe class of 2023. Um, Damn. Damn. Um, Pretty, you know, matter-of-fact statement, right? Like, again, he capitalized, do not take the pills they give you. Do not take the injections. Um, Now, granted, this is his side of the story, um, but this is somewhat the track record of the NFL over, I don't know, ever, is make players numb away the pain and keep playing. And there is kind of referenced it a couple segments ago about, you know, NBA and NFL's mentality as far as playing through injuries is completely different um, in today's age. And so... You know, there was a lot of, um, there was obviously a lot of people like sympathetic and, you know, Jason Sakanik, obviously, Big Suk has been on our station for years talking about what that has done to his body. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of people that were reply- replying to him, Byron Jones, and saying like, so wait, are you shocked that you played a physical sport and it led to chronic injuries? Can't and- stand that guy. And then there was other people like, dude, you can't run or jump, but you continue earning millions and millions every year. And then it turns out Byron Jones, like the reports came out, like everyone's like, well, okay, I guess he's retiring. And then there was a report saying it's like, oh, no, he's not retiring. And the Dolphins are probably just going to cut him. So is this him like, like, I don't know. So the timing of it is weird. And then the reports of him not retiring. But again, it's just kind of goes back to the point of there's a lot of fans that still have that mentality of, I don't care what you say and I don't really want to hear the whining and I'm not saying it's whining. I, I get it a hundred percent, but there, every situation is different too, right? Like back in when Sukanik was playing, there was not much knowledge about what these guys were putting into their bodies, pills and injections. That knowledge is out there now. Right. So I feel like as an NFL player, that Byron Jones, he says, like, consult a second doctor. Don't take them. Don't believe them. I hear you. But also, like, isn't that known now? Like, yeah, don't take them. Like, have your own physical trainer. Have your own doctor. Like, that's why dudes get second opinions. Now, granted, I know that some of this, man, is a lot of emotional, too. Like, dudes are they, – they're not thinking about the bigger picture when doing this stuff. They are in a – big in the now moment like dude we're in a playoff hunt like i think we could do this the team really needs me so there is that kind of mental gymnastics that some of these guys do and let's be real in the nfl if you don't do you're like "Mm, i don't know i'm not gonna take those pills or that shot and i'm gonna sit this week out what's gonna happen to i mean next man up (laughs) next man up and this is the reason that nfl careers are so short in the first place guys will hide their injuries you know, and we just talked earlier about NFL players that will play through injuries to make sure they can stay on the field. There's no immediate worry for anybody in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard will miss entire seasons. Half of, half, half of the season he will miss. There's never any worry about him being cut or him being traded or anything like that because, you know, he's, he's that good. In the NFL, you go two or three weeks and you're not able to go. Lamar Jackson won a most valuable player award for the Ravens. And they were f- visibly frustrated that he wasn't able to come back and play. For whatever reason, you know, you know, Lamar Jackson struggles with injuries towards the, especially towards the end of the year. For whatever reason, the Ravens were like, now there's questions about, 
are we going to give this guy a contract? This guy who just won an MVP for us and got us to the, to the playoffs every year since he's been here, we really want to offer him a contract? That's how fast things can change in the NFL. So guys will grin and bear it, and they will they will grit through that, and they will play injured, you know, because this is their livelihood. And in some cases, some of these guys don't stay to their senior year to get the, to get their diploma, or excuse me, to get their degree. You know, that some of them are leaving at the end of their junior year or whatever to be able to pursue a career in the NFL. Most NFL careers are only about three years. So, yeah, you play through those injuries and you play hurt and you take the Toradol shot and you do all this stuff to make sure you can stay on the field. Because if you're not on the field and somebody comes in and performs just a little bit better than you or at the same level that you're on and they cost less, they're going to let you go. Yep. It's not a question of, of if, it's a question of when. They're going to let you go. And so, yes, it does it does it shock me that this that he played for, you know, eight years and feels this way about his body? No. Because I think if you ask most NFL players, most of them will say, Man, my 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 hip is never going to be the same. My knee is never going to be the same. My back hurts every morning. But I get up and continue to play through it because I need this money at this point. So it doesn't shock me that that happens. I'm I am shocked that actual football fan is kind of like, oh, well, didn't you didn't you know you were doing it? Yes, you know you're doing it. You put your life and your body on the line to be able to play football. I'm pretty sure that they know the risk. But what's wrong with them telling other young people who may think that it's going to be sweet when they come to the NFL? Yeah. And they may think that because I'm making this money that this is going to happen. I'm going to have this advantage and find out that eh, that might not be the case. You're going to be in a lot of pain and you're going to be forced feel like you're forced to get back on the field, you know, and we know a lot of team doctors will tell them, yeah, you're, you're in tip top shape. You're good. Get back out there and play while they get that second opinion. They're like, uh, yeah, like four burns, bone spurs. Like we need to figure this out before you get back on the field. So remember the whole thing with Kawhi and the Spurs, Kawhi, team doctor saying I'm hurt. Team doctor saying, no, you're fine. His doctor saying, nah, bro, you're messed up. Like you, I wouldn't play right now. You know what I'm saying? So there's a, of course, the team doctors have a, a vested interest because they work for the team as well. So I'm not surprised that that would happen. I'm, we've heard it before, you know, but now I think people are going to question um, his, uh, if, if he's being sincere or not, because he may or may not be, in, be ready to be cut. That's a little, that's sad. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm watching this video right now of, um, you know, not, I'm not a huge fan of him on the TV, Emmanuel Acho, but he's sharing that, saying that, like, hey, Byron Jones, he very well might be a extreme case of this in the NFL. He's like, but hell, I took Toradol over, uh, to help numb a torn MCL. I took Toradol to help with a groin injury. Like, I took these pink pills that completely numbed everything away. And so, yeah, you brought up a great reference in the Kawhi Leonard. It's like, you want to talk about, I mean... Again, it goes back to in the NBA, you can kind of get away with that that thinking, that mentality, and that approach is that I have way much riding on me than you guys do. I'm going to take as much time as I damn well please to make sure I'm 100% and I can play this game at my best, which, let's face it, dude, if you look at his uh, his scoring line from that game the other night against the Kings, efficient as hell. It was like 41 points on 16 of 22 shooting. Mix. Like Kawhi Leonard... Kawhi Leonard's one of my favorites, dude. Like, love his game. Love his approach to it. So when he's out there balling, I love it. But, yeah, that's a good example of 
A and lot of you, Spurs fans, teams, players, everybody, everybody came down on Kawhi. Everybody and remember, killed him for that. The Spurs Michelle are a Beatles, class organization, right? Yep. They are one of the, the one of the great classy organizations in basketball. And so if they will put Kawhi Leonard in a situation to potentially be hurt more, what does that tell you? Like, so right. you think these NFL franchises who are incredibly cutthroat won't do away with the player that fast because they can't go? 100%. When it comes down to it, who does the trainer work for? The team. Who's writing the checks? The team. The owner. Yeah. And when you're a player, that, granted, that's who's writing your checks also. But as we know, in sports, the team stays. Players, coaches, they come and go. And if they don't ride with the ship and they, they're, every experience is different, every person is different, and we can see that with Byron Jones. Again, eight years, he's saying he can't run or jump. Eight years in the NFL. And that's what he's saying. And do you know it toward all, like, it numbs everything, but it doesn't take away the, you know, if, if it's you have erosion or you do whatever's going on with your knee or your shoulder or your foot, wherever you're getting that shot, like, it makes it to where you can't feel anything for the next couple of hours. But when that wears off, yeah, it hurts. And, you know, ask Brandon Roy, you know, after you stop taking those shots and it's bone on bone and there's no cartilage there, like, yeah, man, things are, things are a lot different. Is that not one of the worst phrases in, like, sports as far as injuries go? Ask Brandon Roy? No, no, no. Oh. Well, yes, but bone on bone. Man, that's, 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 there's, there's no. Just hearing it in almost my head, gives you, no like. no good time to hear bone on bone. <laughs> Just hearing it gives you, like, ugh, like, yeah, it shudders. Yeah, sucks. Ow, the, the pain in my heart. God. Um, all right. Well, uh, Rashad, I wanted to fill you in on um, college basketball because there is something going to, uh, hey, yesterday was a great college basketball day. I will have that one optimistic, positive uh, point about college basketball and sports in general is that yesterday was a pretty fun day for college basketball. Buzzer beaters, 60-foot buzzer beaters from Arizona State. Um, we had another one from Florida State to beat Miami in Miami. It was There was some drama yesterday, and it's not even March yet. It's not even March yet. Not even March. But um, unfortunately, there is one situation in college basketball that is like, completely overshadow overshadowing everything that is great in the sport um and it's down in the great state of alabama so we will go there next on sports sunday on 10 the fan but first got a sports center update for you you're listening to football sunday with rashad taylor and joe fisher on the odyssey app and 1080 the fan what what a yes, indeed. perfectly timed rejoiner right there with that song. <laughs> that that just that is a uh, boy. That gets uh, my pants tight as a not as a producer because I don't produce this show. I love this song. Again, whoever is the producer of the show can get that open made, please. Um, before we get into the story in the uh, college basketball that I wanted to get to. I did want to get to this. Uh, the NCAA has sanctioned Miami women's basketball for violations in the recruitment of Haley and Hannah Cavendier. Um, the reason why I'm uh, mentioning this, Rashad, why would I mention these uh, two players for Miami women's basketball? Well, Haley and Hannah Cavendier are two twin blonde Miami basketball players that have over millions of followers on. Uh, I've seen them. <laughs> It's up and it's good. Let's just say that much. All right. Um, good for them. Good for NIL deals because they they are definitely probably making some money. 
No, they're, they they were making money before the <laughs> NIL actually started. But uh, I've seen these uh, young ladies, and um, they are not very hard to look at. No, not at all. Not at all. I kind of just, uh, how many more minutes? Can we just somehow find a, a way to kill these next four minutes so I don't have to talk about um, what I was going to? Because I kind of just like staring at uh, the picture of these two. Yeah, I, um, you know, which is good for me because I don't have a, you know, a functioning computer in here, so <laughs> I don't have to look at anything um, at this point. But yeah, for, I may or may not have seen them on IG once before. Yeah, uh, for the listening, well, I will definitely be seeing them more on IG. That's for sure. Um, yeah, for the listening audience out there, just go and do yourself and look up Haley Cavendier and uh, who was it, Hannah Cavendier? My uh, goodness. Yep. Um, anyways, moving on to the subject at hand. Rashad, you didn't know about this when you came in this morning, which is probably a good thing because it absolutely sucks and it has to do with someone losing their life, which is never fun. Um, but down in Alabama, they've got a pretty good uh, basketball team this year, one of the top-ranked teams in the nation. And they, they have do. a really, really good player, Brandon Miller, who is a projected top-five pick in the NBA draft. Well, turns out last month, Rashad, uh, I believe it was one of the players uh, on the Alabama he was dropped off by Brandon Miller at a, um, whether it was a house party, someone's house, I don't know, but he was dropped off somewhere. And within Brandon Miller's vehicle, this teammate, um, other guy, left his handgun in the car. Um, reports say that it was under some clothes or kind of, you know, hidden in the car. So that way, you know, it was hidden away. Brandon Miller reportedly did not know about the gun in the car and then his friend told him to bring the gun to him not knowing what the gun was going to be used for again these are all just the reports i'm not trying to put any emotion or what i think into this this is just what comes from the police reports um he comes to the scene of where his teammate is at teammate grabs the gun this is after an altercation had already happened and he goes and ends up firing the gun it uh, hits a few vehicles, including Brandon Miller's vehicle, and unfortunately takes the life of someone there, a woman, uh, I believe 23 years old, uh, mother as well. So again, unfortunate situation. And Brandon Miller um, reportedly flees the scene immediately um, after his car is struck with bullets. So again, just ugly scene overall. Um, he is not being charged with anything. Because in the reports of the police report and everything, it's saying that he was unaware of what that handgun was going to be used for. Therefore, he doesn't have any, like, he is not a, um, guilty by association accomplice in this murder. And so this happened a month, month and a half ago. So this has essentially been, like, done in Alabama. But now it's all getting out to, you know, like us in Portland and all these national media outlets. Um, so he's still on the team. And also this is pretty relevant and just sad is uh, during his introduction of a game yesterday. And apparently they've been doing this intro the entire season, but you know, when the PA announcer gets on the mic and here's your shooting guard from Tuscaloosa, blah, blah, blah gets on there and they introduce Brandon Miller and his intro apparently is he walks out to a raucous uh, arena in Tuscaloosa and a player gives him a frisk, like a pat down as if they're patting him down for, you know, weapons, you know, again, a playful like gesture before the game as like, Oh, we got a shooter here. You know, let's check him, mate, whatever it is. Um, but pretty tone deaf look 
overall. Um, Nate Oates, the head coach of Alabama, which you had a great comment about him before the show, um, he has been pretty unapologetic and unsympathetic about the entire situation. And it uh, makes sense when you have Alabama basketball as, like, the number two team in the nation and you have a potential top three pick in the country. So Shocked. <laughs> a player from Alabama who's really good in a sport is going to go unpunished for not knowing that the homie was going to use the gun to shoot at someone. Joe, if you call me and say, Shad, you got the strap? And I say, yeah, I got it. Bro, or bring like- it to me. I need it. I don't, and, and you if, going hunting? No, 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 really. Yeah, what are you doing with it, man? I need it. I need it real quick, and it's late. Not what? But I didn't know what you were going to use it for. If you hit me late night or at any point and say, "Man, Shad, you got your gun? I need it." What? I'm gonna and instantly, man. Somebody trying to kill you? What's up, bro? Like, what's the? What are we doing, Joe? Like, what? What do we? What do you need the gun for? And so I don't want to hear that I didn't know what he was using the gun for. You told me to bring my gun, so I bought my gun. Bull crap. There's no way that that's, you know, you knew what it was. It was probably now, was it probably meant for that young mother? I doubt it. However, you knew what you were trying to do when you bought that gun there. You were trying to air it out, and you were trying to make sure everybody knew that you would. You were a stepper. You were a shooter. And now you get to be, you know, you kind of get off scot-free, and somebody is not going to uh, see their mom again because, you know, you decided to give somebody a strap. Now, it doesn't doesn't matter. Like, he can say he didn't know. I think you and I both know that's bull. Yeah, I, uh, I have a hard time to believe in that as well. Um, he received a text, Brandon Miller, at one around 1.40 a.m. Uh, from the uh, guy that uh, shot the gun who pulled – who uh, committed the murder? I need my joint. A mm, uh, right now just um, is really just got faking, which means uh, faking. Urban Dictionary, look it up. Basically, is I've never heard that word. I, I think it's like basically like they're they're tripping. They're they're talking out the side of their neck. They're acting like crazy. It. I don't like that word. You know, exactly. Right. <laughs> we're we're getting too old. But essentially, yeah, you get that text. You get a text from a friend at 1.40 a.m., bring my gun on a college campus. I, I just don't think that you can't just be like, oh, well, I'm sure this is all just a misunderstanding and we'll be able to work this out. Like, you could probably, I would be like, no, that doesn't sound like a good idea. I'd be like, what? What's going on? No, again? the first thing I'm saying is no. You're not getting <laughs> no bodies on my gun. Why? Right? No. What the? What are you talking about? And again, like, this is the, this is the spin job down in Alabama is... He was just returning his personal property. How am I supposed to know if I bring you back um, your bicycle, Rashad, and then you take that bicycle and beat someone to death with it? How's that my fault? I didn't know you were going to do that. It's like, well, granted, a bicycle is not usually a weapon to committed to commit murder on someone. So there there is that. Um, Yeah. So and again, the by the way, the player for Alabama's name is Darius Miles. that committed the murder, so putting putting shame on that name. That's uh, the the whole situation is just ugly, though. It's again like college basketball had a pretty solid day yesterday, as far as like drama and again the last weekend before March, as we're getting into it, March Madness. Um, it, it's just for this to be the biggest story in college basketball, 
And again, for Alabama to just be like throw their hands up and just be literally, this is what the coach said uh, for Brandon Miller: wrong place, wrong time. And it's just, yeah, it, it's a very again, it totally tarnishes what I think was a solid weekend in college basketball. And you've got all your eyes on Alabama completely putting their heads in the sand, trying to act like well, everything's all good over here. So I don't, being I, Alabama, <laughs> being the the Crimson Tide. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. What's the – I know everybody cares about the Capital One, like, school athletic rankings or whatever the hell it is. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of. Isn't it the Capital One Bowl or something like that or uh, – yeah, there's some sort of like contest that they have for every college. It's like essentially grades, like how good are all your athletics together? Like every single athletic team that you have, where are they ranked? How do they finish? And they give your essentially school a final grade on that. So, yeah, wouldn't be surprised if Alabama is near the top there. Um, but again, just Alabama being who they are, not shocked. Not shocked at all. Um, Brandon Miller's car prevented the car being shot at to leave the scene um oh yeah i've read that that they, they were saying that brandon miller's car was like blocking in the car that was shot at that had the person who was murdered um i've read that that car put i don't know whatever i'm not gonna go through police reports yeah he's going to jail well he's not i mean he's no he's going to jail again he's still on the team i don't yeah. know if they've reopened the investigation yeah, he's, when or, did this happen uh, like a month or so ago Oh, okay. Well, maybe uh, again. Apparently, in Alabama, like it, it's it's done. Open shut case. It's done and over with. Which again, no, I see that. And I'm kind of like, all right. Well, maybe. I mean, shoot. It's maybe they did investigate it and exonerate. But again, and if he didn't play basketball, then also they might have been like football. Wait, would have been open and shut. Wait, no. they, you said number three in the draft this year? Yeah, I didn't see him there. I mean, I I don't think he knew anything. I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, and again, Alabama. When you're selling out, let's also. We say Alabama, but let's be real. Alabama basketball, not exactly a blue blood program over no. the last ever. No. So the fact that they have a top five team and this happens and they're just kind of being like, oh, no, just keep keep going on ahead. It goes to show, again, going back to the theme of the day, that mm, I think they just like having uh, sold out stadiums and having a team and people watching their team. It's a lot of fun when you have that. A lot of money to be made if you do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to... We're going to sign off on this day and hopefully have a bit more of a cheerier Sunday for you folks. Uh, right here, Sports Sunday, 1080 The Fan. Football Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Last segment here on uh, Football Slash Sports Sunday. And uh, I I promise next week we're going to get a little bit more optimistic, turn up the positivity on here. I just felt, again, there was some things happening uh, in sports the last week, week and a half, couple weeks that were just really... Making me, as a diehard sports fan, someone who loves sports, just not happy with, I don't know, maybe just the leagues, the governing bodies, the people that are in charge, I guess, more so. Not not so much the sport, right? Again, like I said about MLB, it's like there's nothing wrong with baseball. It's the MLB who's like, oh, God, we got to get more people to watch so we can have more advertising money, and then, yay, we're then we're all richer. So, again, we'll, we'll get to more uh, – 
optimistic storylines, hopefully, <laughs> next week. Again, I and mean, I'm, that's the And goal. I'm saying that in the city of uh, the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> well, maybe the, 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 a, uh, maybe the Blazers run. can put together a nice little uh, two, three game. Well, how about, streak how and, about uh, we look at the standings? Because weren't they just like a few weeks ago? We're like, hey, they're only like three games behind the four seed or, or whatever. Are we going to do that again, Rashad? We can. <laughs> You don't want to, but we I can. mean, we can because, you know, what? here's the cold part. Hey, look as at that. As bad as they are, they're still only like maybe three or four games out of playoff contention. I want you to try and take a guess how many games out of the four seed the Blazers are. Uh, so last I looked, they were, I want to say they were two and a half out of six. So at this point, I'm going to say maybe maybe four games out of four. Blazers are four games outside of the four seed in the Western yeah. Conference. <laughs> now, granted, the four seed right now is uh, it's the Phoenix Suns, who they you know, but uh, but all they kind of made a big move at the trade deadline. But so that means those teams, those what five six teams ahead of the Blazers, are an injury away. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a turned ankle away, and one of their best players missing a week of or a week and a half of action, and the Blazers go on a on a nice streak. I'm hoping that Dame resting up was good for the, you know, good for morale and good for the team. The one thing you did is, you know, while it was a bunch of points scored, um, you got some some people that don't get a chance to play a whole lot to have some significant minutes against a really good Sacramento team. I guess if there is any good takeaways from that, uh, you saw that you got guys that can score, and how you get them to uh, to play together is that's a Chauncey Billups thing. And at this point, I'm thinking this whole thing is a Chauncey Billups issue because on the floor – it. It's not that the Blazers don't have the talent. I don't think they're big enough. But you bring in somebody like Matisse Thybul, who is a great 3 and D guy, right? He's somebody that can play some really good defense, hit an open three, you know, if you need him to. That's a good addition, you know, to your team. You've got two really dynamic scorers in Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons who can fill it up like no problem. You have a kind of a underrated wing slash post in Jeremy Grant who can get above the rim, can guard, you know, pretty much two through five, depending on which team that they end up playing. Like, you've got a lot of stuff in place. And if Nurkic is not being, you know, soft, then you, you, you've you got a pretty good – Big you got, if. You know, you got a pretty good team. They should be able to compete. And then you bring in some of those guys off the bench. Like, I think Nazir Little has had a, a nice turn this season, and he's, you know, showing how valuable – he can be uh, obviously you mentioned Shaden Sharp, and if he continues to improve and continues to get better, so I do think the Blazers can make a run at the playoffs. And considering that there's four games that separate fourth place and eleventh place, like there's a lot that can happen there. Rashad, it almost sounds like uh, you're saying that Blazers are trying to build a pretty good team. No, don't do that. No, no. What I'm saying is, accidentally, it looks like they've built themselves a team that should be able to make the playoffs. Well, you know? um. What I would like to, again, if our producer could just get his act together, uh, next week introduce our Blazers Hopium Scale. Week-to-week grades and basis, basically, on what we've seen uh, from the Blazers and where our hope levels should be with this team. Obviously, right now, it's damn near at the bottom. Bottom <laughs> um, feeders, yeah. But we got uh, games against the Rockets tonight at 6 o'clock at Golden State. An ESPN game, believe it or not, this week, Rashad. The Blazers will be on ESPN on Wednesday against the Pelicans. And then the Blazers, uh, after that, will go on a six-game road trip. So, Godspeed, Portland.
Fingers crossed, man. Godspeed. Let's see it. Now's the time, Blazers. Let's see it. For Rashad Taylor, Joe Fisher, you can check out the show on the Tenny the Fan podcast after here. You can get that not only on the Odyssey app, but wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, whatever you use. Again, for Rashad Taylor, it's been a great, uh, you know, it's been a real Sunday, Rashad. I love it. But let's have some fun next week as we get into our first episode of March, spring, just right around the corner. Talk to you all next Sunday. Yeah, have a good one. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.